0: Start the start, 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 start the show.
1: Everybody, welcome to another episode of Lem. Me no. I'm your host, Angel Lem. Today I'm sitting with Tony and Catherine. They're the creators of a needy Wilmington, a nonprofit organization that started in 2016. Um, they started from their heart. 100 of the donations go to the campaigns, and if they're ever short, they put it at their own pocket. A needy Wilmington is a niche grassroots organization that does what everybody else does, but with more depth. Since the ones that help are those that have a language barrier have transportation or mobility restrictions circumstances at home that prevent them from going to events such as caring for young children elderly individuals with elements while their primary adults work to keep the household or due to immigration status they work hard to be as transparent as possible with the small staff they have because they work with the drive and tenacity that may that many don't and have or cannot keep up to see the things through. They appreciate anything that is given or donated even if, even if there is no monetary or goods given, just your moral support is priceless. So um, today I sit with Catherine and Tony. We talk about a needy womanton. Originally I saw them on Instagram. They are celebrating their fourth annual give, a, give thanks to a pilot. Anita Wilmington is looking for individuals, groups, and families who are willing to commit to purchasing all the groceries items needed to cook a turkey meal with all the fixings and dessert for the, num- for the number of members of a family who are in need, and to purchase additional food items for the pilots who will be taking a one-week break due the to Thanksgiving. These items will be delivered on Monday, 23rd through Friday, the 27th make a difference in a pious life and provide them with their family and a happy Thanksgiving. So, like I said, today, I'm sitting with Tony and Catherine. We we talk about their Thanksgiving celebration. Um, like I mentioned they there are taking donations to be able to feed, um, some families around Wilmington. You know, I've been preaching about how fortunate I am to have grown in Wilmington, uh, the lessons I've learned and the people that live here. So I decided, you know, it's time to step up and, to support the community you know, i'm all about supporting people and you know i feel like i have took a step back and i'm not really as supported it as, as i've been in the past so i decided to have them on um like i said we do talk about um the organization how they got started what they do and where they provide food but as you you probably just heard um they mainly focus on the el- elderly students that are homeless in uh, either middle school or high school, at Banning or Wilmington Middle, and they go around the community and feeding the homeless. So if you know if you're fortunate to have a little extra this year, um, they are looking for donations. Um, they feed about 450 families. Um, some of them include five people in one family. So any anything at all will help. Right now they've raised 200 251 dollars on PayPal. Six hundred sixty-two dollars on vetmom They raised one hundred twenty-five dollars on GoFundMe, and and sixty-one dollars in the Cash App. So if you have any any of those apps and you are willing to donate, make sure you go look them up at a needy Wilmington, and you know donate. So they're also um around the the schools here in Wilmington they are taking a, 20, a 25 cent donation. So for any any um, teacher that either teaches at any of these schools, they're asking for a 25 cent donation to be able to invest on these meals. So if you have 25 cents that you can spare, uh, make sure you go donate it to them. Go go to A Needy Wilmington on Instagram and Facebook and contact them if you could afford more. If you're willing to just donate meals, I'm sure they'll take it. So. Go look them up at a needy Wilmington on Instagram and Facebook. And if you don't have the money, but you do have some time to spare, contact the needy Wilmington to see how you can volunteer. I guess that's it for me. Make sure you go add them. Make sure you go volunteer. Make sure you go donate. And while you get your wallet and your credit card together, how about we listen to the song?
0: I really like to get too personal Scared that if I open up, it could be hurtful Worried that my secrets can be one to use against me So why I keep a bottle thin like a can of Pepsi? See it's fine to protect it until you're shake it. Now even just the slightest bit of pressure gon' break it And then I explode, I'm saying, oh no How can I recover when my cover's been blown? I'm supposed to be the pillar, the one that people lean on The one to tell you everything is gonna be okay and You can be strong, the one to reassure you The one to reaffirm you the one to help you rebuild and savage any pieces that have burned to the ground I'm not used to being down, wanna say it out loud It still has a weird sound, but it tastes in my mouth And I ain't gonna lie, the hardest thing I'll ever put aside is my pride I have to be okay with not being okay Okay. I have to be okay, not being okay. okay. I have to be okay with not being okay, okay. I have to be okay with not being okay Okay, I have to be okay, with not being okay Man, I'm really good at hiding behind a smile This facade has been fooling everybody for a while But lying through my teeth, surprised that my nose isn't longer than the Nile But I admit I'm living in denial And even saying that sucks I didn't know this boulder would be weighing that much I thought that I could handle it, thought that I could manage it, clearly the joke's on me cause it's damaging my health and my relationships, I need all the help from my acquaintances and as much as I believe that I could do it on my own, with the point of reaching the tippy top when you alone, and share all the views of your labor with your neighbor, plus you can't take your paper when you meet your maker, it's all part of the process, but I ain't gonna lie, the hardest thing I'll ever put aside is my pride. I have to be okay with not being okay. Okay. I have to be okay with not being okay. Okay. I have to be okay, with not being okay. Okay. I have to be okay with not being okay. 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 I have to be okay with not being okay.
1: What's up everybody welcome back so i hope you guys enjoy that song so today i'm sitting with katherine and tony they're from aniti wilmington i i know i mentioned them in the last episode in the um yng episode i told you guys that they're hosting a turkey event where they're trying to provide meals to those in wilmington uh, i want to make sure to bring them on so they could talk to us a little bit about anita wilmington like i said they are going to host an event coming up this week so make sure to you know, if you can't support them financially and you got a extra time, um see how you could get involved. Cause, you know, like we're all needy right now and. What, what, what better way to just at least give your time if you can't financially so welcome guys um thank you guys for being here i appreciate you guys
2: thank you Andrew, thank appreciate you
1: it. thank you so much for having us yeah sorry if this, the intro was a little wordy i i just gotta apologize i couldn't <laughs> uh, you're
2: doing great
1: so tell us a little bit about you guys so, well actually no um before we start i like to start every show by asking how your day is so um tell me about your day
3: my day has been going well. I just finished um, uh, teaching um, my uh, uh, what is it? My classes for today. I work at Banning High School, and of course, we're doing um, at-home teaching. So I just finished for today. And Tony?
2: Um, pretty much um, going really well. Just getting busy for the event. Uh, the event's gonna be on Thanksgiving Day. It's a tradition that we've done uh, for the last 12 years. And so just getting, you know, talking to people, sending out letters for pledges, uh, looking for items we're going to need because like you mentioned, everything, everybody's in need, that's why it's called A Needy Wilmington, and we'll get into it, um, how it got going. Uh, but yeah, we are you know, uh, looking for either monetary donations or if you're willing to volunteer. Uh, we're going to have three locations this year. We really only had one or two in the years past, but we're fortunate this year. And so if you have time to volunteer, yeah, please go ahead and uh, go to our link um, and uh, sign up. Yeah,
1: well... Um, I have a question for Catherine, actually. So, being a teacher, like, how's how do you see this year? Um, like me personally, like, I had a hard time to focusing in school. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I was like not like girls, so I was like, my interests were there. I was just going to school because you know I didn't want to waste my time. But um, that's a stuff for another day. But um, just being a teacher, like, I've, I've spoken to some students like they're taking classes online, and my my mom actually. She takes care of kids, and I think she has like three or four kids going to school, like different grades at one time, and you know it's challenging. She doesn't know about technology, so from a on teacher's perspective, so how do you see this year, like like education system wise? Like, do you think they're gonna learn something? Cause I wouldn't, you know, I'd be too distracted eating or like I'll just you know you cameras off, so I could play video games and uh huh just participate every once in a while, so. Um, tell me how, how like from a teacher's perspective, how do you see like the this year going with education?
3: Okay, this year's uh this year's been a very unique year. I think when we first went out in March, um, it was very frightening to a lot of us teachers because, you know, we didn't know it was. I guess it was the fear of the unknown, and, uh, you know, we missed our kids greatly. Um, and, uh, you know, we were just trying to get them through this, this whole period of time when we found ourselves in August, um, found ourselves in the same place. It was a little bit different. And that is because at least, you know, in March, we had already established a relationship with our kids, you know, it was there, you know, when it was like, okay, we're from a distance, but we had already had most of the year to establish relationship with our kids. The biggest challenge had been going into August is, you know, making sure that our kids knew who we are, that we established some type of relationship. And that has been hard. Um, it's interesting. Uh, there's been like little comic strips out that with elementary, the kids uh, do go on, on screen and everybody's talking at the same time. With at least high school, it's been a lot different. I am. It's very hard for my students to want to appear on, um, you know, on on camera. You know, they'd rather have that blank screen, and you know, I get it. You know, we they don't necessarily want us to know how they live or, or so forth. Um, but it makes it hard in as a teacher to make sure that my kids are grasping everything uh, that that you know you tend to take for granted when you see their faces in the classroom and now you just have a blank screen and you're going okay are they getting it or are they not getting it at least you could tell if um you know when you are seeing them in person Aha, uh-huh, they got it or you know or or they don't have a clue and you need to explain some more so that has been hard um you know i in in march i was afraid to do zoom now Zoom is just a normal part of my life. Uh, I have to be very—it's be very flexible with my kids. Um, they have to be flexible with me. I need to understand and know that there are days that their internet's not going to work well. There are days when my internet is not—you know—working well. You you have to be very very flexible. I have kids that tell me, you know what, my internet's no longer working, my, you know, we couldn't pay the bill. What can I do? How can I communicate with you? And you just kind of have to go with the flow. Do I think they're learning? Um, I think so. I mean, that's just, maybe I'm being a little bit biased. Um, I, I still think they're still getting an education. Nothing's gonna be in person. I think if a lot of people thought, oh, the wave of the future was gonna be, uh, you know, computers or online teaching. I think everybody got a big surprise when they realized that without that personalization, it's it, it's hard for kids to, to learn. And I get it that you're saying that if you were in that situation, would you be able to concentrate? And in a way, maybe it would have been better for you because you don't have all the distractions around the classroom and checking out the girls and all that, but, um, you know, again, I don't know. I don't know if if, if my kids are, you know, it'll be it. It remains to be seen.
1: Do you feel the the school system is like doing a hundred percent everything they could? Because I heard that um, at first they were gonna let half of them go go back to school and they're gonna alternate. So, how do you see that being a real thing? Like, where do you see um like you know people like kids going back to school like? Do you see that being something maybe by next year like or do we still have a lot to go
3: um i think it depends i think a lot of kids thought we would be back by now i know this week they just started off with uh, allowing kids to start practicing their sports um you know it's hard it's i I know different districts are trying different things some um i've heard that some people some school districts are having their kids carry their own plexiglass um (laughs) like barriers around with them from each period um, you know doing like you said some come, come some days some come another day um, but I think there's a lot of things that need to be worked out I know one of the things that the state has suggested is that we have wash basins outside our classroom so that kids can you know wash their hands i would think that that would be a disaster i'd see my high schoolers like
1: yeah i've seen that i i mean be me being in banning yeah like just look at the boys bathroom and that, that
3: there you go that's gonna
1: be on the halls every day so i don't think i don't think um yeah and uh yeah you know it's our and i i mean as it is i know that it'd be hard for the custodians you know for them to be taking be on top of it right i'm sure like that would be even harder you have to be pretty much stand in every station you have to have somebody standing in every station and
3: right most right.
1: likely that's going to be a, like one of you guys a teacher yes so that on top of everything you have to do now they're going to add something so
3: right i think in the classroom previous to covid our biggest thing was to tell the kids that you need to put your phones away don't have your phones out. I think, you know, in that I've spent, you know, that takes up time. Put your phones away. Now I think it's, uh, it's going to be, especially with my high schoolers, put the mask on, keep the mask on, um, you know, and, and so, you know, that's going to take a chunk out of, out of, out of my time as well too. So, I, you know, I'm not so sure. I'm, I, I don't like not being in the classroom because again, I like to establish a relationship with my kids. And I miss not having, you know, having my kids, but I also worry about, um, you know, what are the risks? I know the young people are getting it, but sometimes they're, uh, what is it? Asymptomatic, but you know, teachers, you know, we could get it as well. So, you know, I'd like to say yes, by maybe the spring. I know the Torrance district just announced that they're going to have their, uh, TK and K go back December 5th um la unified i don't see that happening you yeah.
1: know anytime soon well, do you think it has to do with like the reputation that like wilmington itself has or like because not i i'm i know not every la usd um school is the same but mm-hmm. you know like i for sure know one one person gets mad at another they're gonna start spitting at each other so like you know that's a real thing like yeah and how can you avoid people making that in the halls or holding (laughs) hands
3: yes yes i think think you're right on that um i think that that's just not a banning problem i think that's a high school problem um i think you're gonna have a lot of you know our teens are at an age where they want to rebel and Mm -hmm. You know they're gonna tell you, "What do you mean I can't make out with my girlfriend, you know, or or boyfriend in the hall?" I see. You know, if they have to carry those plexiglass, you know, to each period, they're gonna start hitting taggy, each other know, with
1: them. I'll tag you. know, you're yeah, like ex- <laughs> yes, yes. Like the backpacks with the strap. Now they're gonna be all over. Like
3: exactly, exactly. Eyes. And I think that that's that's very common. That's not just a a, a Wilmington thing or a banning thing. I think this is. That's going to be very prevalent in uh, in a lot of uh, in a lot of high schools, and I think middle schools as well. I think with elementary, you know, again, some people are saying, "How are they? How are you going to have them keep their masks on?" You know that there's a lot of factors that we're not looking into yet, or like one of my kids told me, "says I don't want to go back. They can't even keep the restrooms clean. How are they going to keep the rest of the school clean?" So. I mean, there's there's a lot of factors. So I, I w- as much as I'd love to be back with my kids, I don't see it happening. You know, at least into 20. We'll, we'll see. And you know, and I heard the COVID ca- cases are going up again. So yeah, we shall see. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, Tony, what, what's your opinion on all this? Like, I know I kind of excluded you a little bit, um, but like I'm really, I'm interested in that. Like I said, my mom takes care of kids. Yeah and she has like about 10 to 12 kids at one time little ones and like and also from like different grades so like it's a very i i want to know your perspective being a teacher that way i could at least tell my mom yeah. hey you know what like you, this this is how i spoke to a teacher and right um this is what she projects kind of but like i guess nobody right. knows
3: nobody knows and you know i applaud your mom before for being able to do that i i even have some of my students say you know what rodriguez i'm going to be online but I've got to help my little brother and sister out too, you know, they're on Zoom as well. Um, Also having to deal with um, some of the kids. I mean, I have some students who eight of them are online at the same time doing a Zoom and you know, that could be wear and tear on the internet. So the fact that your mom's able to do that with, you know, 10 to 12 kids is remarkable, because you know i i really you know have respect for a lot of parents it's a struggle and if and you know if they don't know a lot about computers it we're learning it you know so just think of, about them you know that's that you know it must be a struggle so i, I applaud her for, for doing that and and hey keep asking the questions i i don't mind
1: <laughs> no yeah and about, like, my mom she grad i mean she didn't even graduate high school she mm-hmm. didn't finish middle school and now she's a teacher now right. she to, like she she's an it person trying to fix their computers exactly and so i mean i just i i understand it's very challenging but tony all right i want to ask you from like your you know um Catherine's your girlfriend, from, like, a boyfriend's perspective, how do you see this affecting her, like, the way that teaching is now, like, I'm sure you have to hear the stories, and, I mean, not I have to, I, mean, I don't know how to phrase it <laughs> in a gentler way, but um, you're there trying to, like, help her through the day, because, you know, it's a challenging thing, we're all living through this, but um, how, like, give us a tip, like, what, what do you like to do to help her, you know, maybe, help her day go a little bit smoother like for the parents that are listening to like to this show
2: well the, the best thing the best thing you can do is I guess is patience I mean uh, what we're going through right now there's no answer you can't you can't google it you can't bing it um, you know to see what is a solution so pretty much it's almost like learning to walk for the very first time um, you know instead of fighting like why, and putting all the uh, energy into something that's—it's uh, going to take a time to, to uh, a while to learn. Uh, from making sure you wear a mask to make sure that's part of your uh, day routine, uh, to make sure that your internet your internet is uh, clear because it, it gets congested. Just like if you have uh, a lot of information, you have to unplug it, wait thirty seconds, put it back in. Uh, make sure you have plenty of coffee. Um, pretty much listen more of a you know you have to listen more than just uh, uh you know for 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 teaching um you know that's like already a a honed skill uh but now at the same time they're both learning a new skill which is of course listening more and especially from a distance so um learning that you know uh, sometimes it's best just not say nothing and listen to what they have to say Uh, A lot of the kids that we, that she deals with, um, I kind of like also we help out uh, on the side, whether it's internet or they're lacking food or they need a gift card or the kids need diapers or something like that. Those things kind of put a mental challenge on you because uh, you can't concentrate what you have because you're not eating or the bill didn't get paid. Um, We just helped the mom out that had her, uh, due to COVID, lost her job um, at a fast food restaurant, in San Pedro. And she had two little ones and they're not even at school yet. Oh. And she was out with no power, no gas for since January. Wow. And so when COVID kicked in, even though they granted extensions, she, eventually she's going to have to pay it. Mm-hmm. So luckily through sponsorships and things like that, we were able to do that. But that's the thing, you know, we had to listen and we, and she was patient it took about almost two months to raise the money for her. It was almost five hundred dollars in pack and back utilities, uh, utilities, and so we were able to do that and also give her a food gift card just to so to keep stuff in the refrigerator. And so, so a lot of the kids are also playing parents. So like the, they you know the parent has to work, the single parent may have to work there's an elderly individual or elderly kid that's uh, excuse me um uh, a kid that has an ailment that requires more time so the kids are forced to like be a grown-up and just uh learn skills pretty much now it's on the job life skills learning so this is what's going to be prepared and how you have to help somebody out yeah. so listening and everybody has a skill or has a way of doing something all we have to do is listen and as long as you have something to offer, then offer it because they they're not gonna be able to find it on the internet. So, you know, virtual learning is one thing, but uh, life skills because someone's already been there and knows about it is a is a big plus right now.
1: Yeah, no, those life skills that's true. Now that we're communicating through like technology, like we're losing those those skills. You know, slowly, like mm-hmm. like me, I'm not gonna lie, like I have an issue talking to like to like older people, like to people that like. I still feel I don't feel like an adult to tell the truth. So when I talk to like somebody I consider an adult, like I get a little intimidated. Right. So I'm sure like being like somebody like in high school, you might might not have those social skills that you might need, you know, going through through college, especially those those schools that are open, you know, in other countries. So so that yeah. and, and also like schooling, like um, for some of them, like some students, that was their escape. You know, they didn't have to worry about taking care of their kids. And yeah. now being at home, like now, like you mentioned, now they have to take that role, like being right. a parent. So yeah. Right. So um, yeah.
2: They, I mean, that was their out when they went to school. Like the kids that we've uh, since before COVID, a lot of the kids that uh, I um, I hear after uh, working with the school telling us this is what they need. Uh, the The worst, the worst scenario was they couldn't have breakfast or they couldn't have lunch, so they needed that extra. And we provided things like that for the school through a program called Hope Closet. And uh, that was the worst of it. And the thing is, that was their out. So like if they already had to do what they had to do at at home because they had to watch their sibling or they had to take care, help wash dishes, that was their out for eight or nine, ten hours. Be at school, be with friends. That's their social skills. Mm -hmm. They get to, you know, like talk to someone they can't talk to their parents about. That was their release. Um, sports, or even just uh, after school activity, that was the way for them to burn out that energy because they know they had to go back home and, you know, do what their parents asked them to do or their guardian asked them what to do. But that was their out, you know, even though they had guidelines, uh, curfews, uh, chores, but that was their out. It was part of their growing up and now they they have it harder now.
3: I think also what has happened too is when you're talking about some of the skills I think if some person if you have some students who are you know quiet would be quiet in the classroom anyways and now being online you know it's just like I hope she doesn't call on me or you know they or they don't feel what they have to say is valuable Uh, one of the things that I'm trying to do is um uh, we I try to we watch what's called CNN ten and I always ask them questions afterwards. It's just a ten minute of just uh, of news, and then try to engage them where they can at least write in the chat. Um, you know what they're feeling or their opinion because if I didn't, some of them would stay completely silent. And so I think you're right. Though some of those life skills are. Are not being developed there, you know, because th- they'd rather this blend into the darkness, per
2: se. And that was the other thing, too. I mean, a lot of the kids that, um, and, and again, this is um, um, second, you know, hearing uh, because I did, ha- you know, I do help out and hang out at the school, especially after school. They would look to their teachers as their, their mentors. You know, they had something they can't talk to their parents about and, uh, you know, things they were uncomfortable talking about. And um, now they don't have that. So it's kind of hard. I mean, you know, there's a couple of stories um, uh, that we hear like for certain kids and you can hear them breaking down crying that they, um, you know, one-on-one because she made sure there's a private room because it's almost looking through a real mental glass. They, they can't tell their parents because the parents are going to tell them, well, you got to do what you got to do. But the mental, the, the emotions, the the um, the needs of what, you know, they look at them as, as their son or daughter, but they're forgetting that some of them are not mentally grown up yet. They're not ready for these challenges. And so, again, goes to the hearing part that you have to just, that five minutes can make a big difference. Let them cry and say, I don't have your answer for you right now, but I know how you feel, or I have empathy on how you feel um because you know what um i'm not even prepared for this and i'm already an adult and you're just Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you're gonna take a little bit longer for you to do it because you don't even have the mature skills yet
3: you know some of the kids i i I, you know i had one student that who's was not doing well and he you know asked to talk to me through office hours and He says, Ms. Rodriguez, I haven't seen any of my friends since March. I don't know anything. You know, there's no way to communicate. He didn't get the numbers, you know, their numbers beforehand, or he wasn't on necessarily on any type of social media. And so, you know, he says, I just want some friends. And, you know, we didn't stop to think about that with all this, that for some of the kids, they're lonely, I mean, granted, they have their brothers and sisters, but to be able to develop those relationships and have that escape and a lot of them don't have that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and it it makes you think it was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so trying to get this education across to them. But if some of their basic needs aren't being met, you know, it's hard to do all the other things. It's
2: sad. It's almost like trying to have a friend and then tell, you no, I don't want to be your friend. They don't have that skill or I like you. Well, I like you, too, but not in that way. Um, oh, you got, you got the gujis or I don't want to get in here. Those skills are not there. They can't prepare to, they can't get a tougher skin like a turtle skin or nothing because they don't have, it. they're not there to, to experience it, you know? Mm-hmm. And then like, for instance, the phone number thing and everything like that. That's kind of funny to hear that because that's something that you would hear back in my day or even her day but now it's all like well i can text you i can whatsapp you I can yeah. do. It. but it's not the same it's not they actually still have to have that one-on-one um i want to smell you i want to know what you look like and and <laughs> and what different clothes you had yesterday to today that kind of interaction because that's what they they're they they got used to and now pretty much it's that pause button you hit that pause button and it's uh, they don't know when it's
1: going to hit play again well i mean i think like for me like what i saw was school is a self-esteem booster for some people like it was a fashion show um like also like i'm an only child so imagine me like i don't have anybody to talk to at home i'm just stuck at home with myself my own thoughts and like mental health is a big issue like especially right now so um, is like, is the school system doing anything about that? Like, or is just like, they it up to the parents?
3: I think. Well, for instance, I think you know, banning was in a pretty unique, unique situation. I know with the the um, one of the things that we fought for in when, with the last strike that we had is that we wanted more um, social workers because we're seeing that some of our kids have you know some some problems and um some mental health issues and so we were lucky at banning that we already had that we had a a principal that really you know really believes in all that but other schools you know don't and um i know that they were in the process of hiring them um you know but i again i don't know how many you know psychiatric social workers and Um, you know, I know counselors are busy with the academics, but um, I know they are trying to help some kids, but I don't know if they're able to reach all of them, so
1: yeah. Well, I mean, let's shift into your what you came here for. Like, I know we took up some time, but I think it was important, like, for people, yes, the perspective, like, from a Mm -hmm. like somebody that's working towards you know, educating their children, so or their siblings, whatever it is. But now let's get into it. Um, let's talk about a needy Wilmington. So tell me about um about it and how it got started.
3: Well, it got started 12 years ago. Um, 12 years ago, there used to be a, well, there still is a restaurant, but the, uh, the original owners, it was Maya Restaurant, and it used to be located on Anaheim and um, I think Anaheim and Freeze. And uh, the owner there um, really believed in feeding the needy. And um my parents who we we would frequent there every Friday and Sunday and we developed a relationship with the owners and uh, we decided that we wanted to to help him so he did it a couple of years on his own and then um, what was it in 2008 we started uh, bringing uh, different students together people from the community and it was just it was just a small group that start it started with and each year it's grown. And then when Tony came in, um, that's when it really exploded. And he, with his organizational skills and so forth, he, you know, he even got us the nonprofit status. Uh, we really have been able to take this take off on this and, um, you know, he's been able to do, which I don't even think we even imagined having uh, a website and having the sign up genius and, um, you know, being able to communicate on social media because he's just really good at that. And um, so our goal has always been my dad's goal because he's one of the main cooks. He says, um, you know, fix it and they will come, you know, cook it and they will come. And so uh, we've been feeding about 300 to 400 um, people every Thanksgiving and provide them with a hot meal and a dessert and, a beverage, and because of COVID, you know things have changed. There's different, a different code of things that you have to do, you can and cannot cannot do. I'm gonna uh, tell Tony how he's really gotten involved in the social media aspect of it.
2: Um, so yeah, so when things started at uh, a little bit bigger, we were at one breakfast day, and I told him, well, <clears throat> he listening to how uh, more kids are are in need their families who are in need but they can't provide because you know financial what have you um, medical status uh, taking care of somebody in the household immigration uh, transportation um, uh, circumstances so we revolved in saying okay well if the we have a thing that we say is that the need never ends in the season and so um it, not because it's fall and winter is the worst time it just makes it more because the parents or the guardians or the ones who care for them. um, It's that extra special time where you want to give them, you know, gifts and that large meal with family. And they can't do it because they barely, barely make enough to keep the lights on. They barely make enough to pay rent. And even if they pay rent, it's either late or partial. And they end up paying late fees for half of the year and they catch up for one minute, like for tax time, and then they get behind because along with that there's braces they have to pay shoes they have to buy pants that they grow out of so when we did that we decided to say okay well let's do something for the kids and then we can connect with the families that way uh which is operation hope helping our pilots excel and on a fluke it just went nuts we started listening and hearing more uh students and families in need um you know things they were they would do better if they had uh, from a little bit of help to paying their bill to catch up, um, having breakfast before they start school, they would come to school hungry. Um, they had holes right through their shoes. Um, some were not able to even have shampoo or barely soap to, to bathe. Um, and so it just kept on going, social media to break the presence, uh, to let know what we're doing, what we're all about. Um, anywhere from Facebook when it started, we still have MySpace, Pinterest, <laughs> Uh, Twitch, I mean, we're like everywhere. And so we found our, our, you know, a niche with our own website. Uh, Of course, Facebook is our strongest. Instagram is our strongest. Um, YouTube is barely growing there, but they need so many subscribers for that. But, you know, we're working on it. And uh, we've been fortunate to um, do things like prom, uh, uh, also things for uh, back to school, things like that. Um, we were on ABC last year for prom, uh, through, uh, ABC TV. Um, we were on random lengths, newspaper, San Pedro a couple of times. So we're really getting out there to let them know that there's, it's not just about the groups, or organizations that provide things for the students or their families. That's great. Cause they go to them. How about the ones that they want to be something to like engineers or doctors or even just a blue a collar worker with a higher title, manager, supervisor, whatever, uh, they just need a chance. They need a break. And so those are the ones we go to. Those are the ones we work with the schools, uh, administrators and say, this is what we have. And this is what's, what's needed. We provide it to the community. The community listens to the stories that I put out there. Uh, I reenact the stories. I even add a little bit more like pictures if I can. And they're the ones who donate. Um, We are an organization that says um, community, who gives back to the community. Community donates the money. If they want to see it succeed, they will do it. And it's not about out of our own pocket or anything like that, even though we do it, because sometimes there's always something short. But we've been very fortunate with, I would say, at the time between Thanksgiving and, and then Christmas, our fourth year doing Christmas and Thanksgiving for the kids. Uh, to prom being an, an every year thing, back to school an everyday thing, and in between, um, like 2017, there was 10 families dislocated in the fire here in Wilmington. Um, every event, the community had paid for it, and so nobody was without with anything from clothes on their backs, medical canes, uh, extra books, uh, medicines, whatever. The community the community heard the cry and they provided.
3: I think what, I think what's really needs to be emphasized is the fact that, you know, Wilmington gets such a bad rap. And, you know, you talked a little bit about that earlier, you know, Wilmington only gets on the map when, what, when there's some type of crime element or there's a refinery explosion or, you know, something of that, you know, matter, but.
1: Or when Longshoremen's hiring.
3: Yeah. Yes. There you go. I think, but, you know, I think it, it. we don't, the, Wilmington doesn't get the respect that they deserve because the community is so giving. And I think what also works is that we really believe in transparency. You know, Tony's really out there transparent, like this is how much we need. And, um, you know, and letting everybody know where the money is actually going. We're just very open with that. And and we've, we've built that respect and, and Wilmington is just so giving. You know, they're just such giving individuals. And again, I don't think that Wilmington gets they get that bad rap and uh, rep a reputation. And
2: so let's say for an example, everybody looks at the word needy meaning something. You know, everybody looked at needy meaning destitute or or very beneath or someone who's begging. And they really never understood what a needy Wilmington was about. And it even took a while for her to, to to understand. It's on our website. It's on our Facebook pages the definition for each one of those, uh, those words. Okay. And so what I had to, uh, tell the story, almost like storytelling, uh, you know, a means this needy means, you know, someone who's lack of attention or lack of affection. That's what it means. And of course, Wilmington is the geographical area city or, uh, you know, surrounding area. So the whole point is that is to make everybody understand that as like surrounding cities have their, good points and they have this and that but then you're forgetting that every city also has a uh, a niche of individuals groups that need this like for instance if, uh, if you go to Southgate you can, you're lucky if you go to a social service office and they um say you know here we can help you we'll give you a coupon we'll give you a voucher Wilmington doesn't have that and so uh, that was the reason why we wanted everybody to understand that we need to have something that that's here and all in one and thing. And luckily we do all this from the from the comfort of, of her home and in the backyard. And so you know, when we hear somebody saying that they need something and then to hear the story two, three years later, well, if it wasn't for you for doing this, I don't know where I would be, or this was going on. And that's the whole goal. Eventually we are trying to change the name from a needy woman to a for Wilmington. We already have the monetary part. We already know that the community is the ones who help out. Now we need to get our local governments more involved. Some things need to change that. There's a place where they can, should be able to get not a, a, a in, in our, our and our counterpart and our also other partner, um, uh, veterans uh, advocate, uh, Ernie Aguilar always likes to use this this term. We give a hand, hand up, not a handout. Everybody who does this thinks, okay, that and we're not going to hear nothing. No, they want that to be a, a one time, you know, good, but then we want to change it. We don't want to have to sit there and fall back again and this keeps going. From anywhere who's homeless to somebody who needs a little help with electricity, somebody who needs help with their, you know, groceries or whatever. Even a, a, a local area, I can remember growing up in Southgate, we had a sports center. You could actually go into that place from between three to five because they knew kids would, you know, go to school. And and it's almost like what they have at boys and girls club, but sometimes that area could be already already crowded. There's nowhere to go. So what they would do is literally just go in there with their card for two dollars and you know hang around playing you know either caroms or pocket pool or basketball for a couple of hours and there was people keeping an eye until they got you know again fulfilling a need and that's what the whole thing is about it's not just about doing what we're doing it's about letting somebody know we need to start making a change we need to start changing language we need to start changing rules we need to find a way to uh have a uh some kind of monetary to compete with that this is somewhere we could a pot that they could go in to get get something taken care of or get something going whether it's a like how they're doing now for covet you know they're doing all these stimulus and things like that that's great that's a short time thing but how about for the other ones who need it a little bit longer that's what we're trying to work on
1: um you, you guys obviously don't know this but um when i when i came here i came when i was nine and my dad dipped like he just decided like he don't want to be around so my mom had to take up on herself to like find a way for me to get dressed i only had two pairs of shorts and, and two shirts when i came here so i would um, get made fun of and if it wasn't for like places like this i don't think i would have ate so there's a church uh an avalon i think an avalon next to like in front of tom's and and, and arco right in front of it So I remember Sundays or Saturdays, they would bring groceries and and like and pastries and stuff. And if it wasn't for that, I don't think I would have ate right. And for like or or for example, like you know the park, you know the 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 freeze or what's that park? Banning Park, my bad. Banning
3: Park, yes.
1: So if it wasn't for them providing meals, Mm -hmm. I, I like after like when school was like during summer, and I wouldn't have ate. I wouldn't have had meals. So, yeah. like, like, when I heard from you guys, I, I wanted to make sure to bring it on because I know there's people that need. I was once one um, at need. Like now, I have a job and I'm able to like feed myself and I'll mm-hmm. do all this. But I remember those days. Um, yeah. they were hard. You know, like the only like I was lucky if I if I had like a, a decent meal. Like I ate hot dogs for like six months, and that was our like we didn't have a fridge. Like everything was microwavable so you know it's a it's a struggle so i could i mean i commend you guys for what you guys are doing um thank you yeah so like what was the non-process for you? you already had like yeah experience so i'm assuming that it was a little easier but why don't you tell me what it was like you know trying to get this off the ground
3: well before he i handed over to him i think that that had been our our main you know concern is because for so many years we just did the one event you know, to help uh, uh, at Thanksgiving, but we saw that there was a greater need. Um, So to help out for Christmas and help out with prom and, um, and so forth, but not knowing how we could do it. And so that's where, you know, the big guy came in yeah, and, and in <laughs> yeah and, and 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 started the process because i don't think you know we just we you know we had reached a point and we're like okay yeah, we don't much. know how to go anymore you know we want to help out when we don't know how to get there and so he got us from plan a to plan b yeah no,
1: but i i know for sure that was his way of getting to you like oh you know what i'm gonna impress you <laughs> i'm going like you're lucky, you have some experience. Oh, you want That was his excuse to be like around you some more, you yes.
2: know. <laughs> no, that was my first mistake. <laughs> no, but pretty, but no, but pretty much it was um, um, in Southgate. Uh, I graduated from Southgate '83. Uh, we used to do these uh, kind of events uh, through the uh, city hall, uh, helping out, you know, like give out food, groceries, clothes, things like that. Uh, it, I, I, I uh, contribute that to like our leadership class that we had at, at, at school, key club, things like that, after school programs. So we, we did things like that. I kind of got my experience uh, doing that. Um, and of course, <clears throat> after doing that for a while, we grow up uh, dating of course and things like that and low writing and I was DJing at the time. Um, I actually was on the radio station for a little bit. And then I kind of took a break and then in bellflower after um i would say 15 20 years um the city of Bellflower did the same thing they did a thanksgiving and christmas uh and again it was just for thanksgiving and christmas <clears throat> so we did the same thing we would go ahead and unload these uh, food bank trucks they'd come by with everything and we had an assembly line and put these um, family um, boxes together for uh bellflower uh, artesia and cerritos and uh, and then, of course, I did that for a couple of years, and I also did a local church um, in Bellflower. We did the same thing, kind of what you were mentioning. Uh, we were there after school. We would uh, you know, hand out clothes and food, things like that, and a lot of the kids who just need that little extra, because the kids have a lot of energy. What they get at home is not enough. Sometimes they need to have three or four times a meal, especially if they're in the sports, especially if they work out, especially if they run. So. They need that uh, that extra. They just can't do the three meals a day. That's it. Um, and then, of course, I took a break from that. And then just pretty much just worked and things like that. And then um, I met her and we were talking back and forth. And uh, I asked her for a date. And uh, she was fortunate to say yes. And then I got involved with the Thanksgiving event for a couple of years. And I think it was the fourth or fifth year. I said... Um, and listening to the kids and things like that. This was going on in school, and then I wish they had more and things like that, and I just behind her back started the Facebook page, and that's where it was A Wilmington, and nobody knew what it was. It was silent for almost 18 months. They knew people were posting, you know, that some guy was posting, somebody's doing this. Where is this coming from? How is this happening? How, how does people know this is going on? And then one day I decided breakfast, like um, we're on Facebook. What do you mean we're on Facebook? And so I showed her the page and things like that. And it just, just went from there. I mean, from there, we talked to uh, her parents about it. And um, of course, like I mentioned, the name uh, was not a name that nobody was proud of, but the name of anything that you do, just like when I had my DJ name or, or whatever things I was doing, has to go with the, the 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 event it has to go with the the mission it has to go with what you're trying to do I mean if you try you know say something really cutesy like angel this or giving that or you know nothing wrong with that but you know it doesn't serve what really what it is they need to understand that This is something that you're going to remember when you go to bed and wake up the next day. It's not a quick fix. There's still going to be, for every one or two people we help, there's going to be three or four that are going to still need help. And that's even including they're getting older. So it's either a young mother who has a younger, you know, started young, or it's somebody that's taking care of somebody else. So those kind of the things that, you know, uh, the niche of what we do as far as, going to that demographic of individuals, families, students, veterans uh, that need help, they're the ones that are pretty much out there and nobody knows nothing about them. They don't know from a name. Like for instance, they have vents out there and don't get me wrong. It's all, you know, like again, it's great because they 100 pounds of food or 100 pounds of clothing they give away, but I can guarantee you, you don't know one person or you don't know one family. And we know by name, we know they're by age. When we go from year to year, we give them a basket. We see them, they grew a little bit. We see things they've changed. Or we even make a phone call to say, well, I want you to give what you normally give to us to somebody else because we're doing good. And that's the kind of phone calls we want to hear when we hear that. And so um, hopefully that we continue growing and more people are getting more involved. We are getting more donors involved in the, in the community. Of course, local governments finally involved uh even some communities uh organizations that we're working with now um they're you know substantial because everything costs money and everything we bring in goes right back none of us does this for a salary and like i said we even take our own pocket if we're short we take it out of our own pocket we don't make sure that we leave nobody we have like say a family of four we don't leave the fourth person out just because it's not enough we take it out of our own pocket
1: and how do you how do you choose who to like Give these resources to like do you choose it as a nomination I, I know you said you work with schools are they the one that that picked the the students to help who, who do you like who, how, how do you choose
3: okay so uh, because so i i was what i was saying before that uh banning has been very fortunate to have uh social workers so we have uh, a social worker that works with our homeless or needy students and so we vet through there so um, we actually have, uh, you know, because each school needs to keep track of their homeless um, students. And so uh, we at Batting High School, we worked with we work with Estella Robinson, and she is uh, one of the social workers there. And she lets us know which uh, families need Um Need help, you know, and, and it could be anywhere from uh, they're living because a person is labeled, at least a student is labeled homeless um, for very uh, under certain categories. And one of them being that they are living, could be living in a car, they could be living in a motel, uh, they could be living in a one room, you know, they're renting a room of, of some sort. Uh, so there's different, you know, different criteria that makes you considered a homeless individual so uh she vets through there you know uh to see who needs help and what is it that they they need and so then uh we also work with women to middle school and again it's through their social worker as well and that's how we determine you know who needs help and and so forth so there might be more out there it's just that that's what you know we vet through 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 that way
1: okay um so we're almost uh, like uh, gonna wrap it up but um tell us how we could help um tell us about your thanksgiving event so you mentioned okay. earlier to me i think it was off um before we recorded that it was gonna be three you're actually gonna have three locations this year
3: okay what it, uh, so what it means by the three locations is usually what we have done is we prep um the food um at the boys and girls club so that happens the morning of thanksgiving so at 10 o'clock we usually have our volunteers come in and we do make the sides Um, so we you know that's your mashed potatoes your stuffing your vegetables uh your fruit fruit cocktail and so forth that's also the area where all the uh turkey is warmed up or if the turkeys are still whole that we um you know pull them apart and so forth carve them And then um, our second uh, place is going to be now SBCC Uh, that is going to allow us from to move the food from uh, the Boys and Girls Club to SBCC to keep it warm. And then the third place is where we're actually giving out the food. And that is at on the corner of D D Street and Avalon. Uh, We don't turn anyone away. Um, You know, some years we get families, sometimes we get elderly, some You know sometimes you know people are not homeless but they're needy um you know and some are come off the streets we we don't turn anyone away we usually give out uh clothing but we can't this year due to covid uh we're going to be giving out some toiletries and um we're going to have more of a grab and go situation where um you know we will give them a complete meal in in a to-go box and uh some water and they can they can take that that with them so
1: so you guys cooked all the food and packaged yes. it wow i didn't like that's uh mm-hmm. something i didn't i didn't know wow that's crazy. Yes. that's a lot of food
2: yeah we, go, yeah we go like i said we go above the status quo uh, we are very transparent when it comes to things so like if you go to the website you can see the um, the videos you can see the process you can see the photos uh, from start to finish and so that's why we need, you know, anybody that can donate either what's on our food list, uh, monetary donations through different platforms. Um, but it pretty much, you can see, especially last year. So last year was the hardest thing because we've done things every year, like pretty much what everybody else kind of sees, but we go a little bit above beyond, like we'll put like fresh tablecloths, we go out there, put centerpieces, we provide music, Uh, We try to get like VIPs to come over, uh, like she mentioned, clothing, things like that. But last year was very scary because we thought we would have to cancel. So I don't know if you remember, it was 50 degree weather, almost down to 46 at times. It was hail and rain. And we went from a outdoor event to the first time ever indoor event. So we had two 10 by 20 tents back to back, everything under a tent with warmers. And we provided, you'll see the pictures there, and everybody was very touched and saw that there was something they'd never seen in Wilmington because uh, we thought we were gonna cancel. And uh, luckily because of uh, everybody involved, including the vendor we called, came and set up on Thanksgiving Day. That's the tradition of what everybody else does. Everybody does one before or the week before, but we wanna keep it as much as a family tradition, the way it ought to be is having, whether you have a place over your head or you don't have anywhere to go you can when you come to this event every year and they know it they come every year and so um this is something that we try to push the idea by current students students who graduated alumni uh community people uh local government you know things like that to keep this tradition going and they've seen it because last year we pulled it off where nothing else could have been done because what we would normally do with a crew of maybe 40 or 50 people, we had to put up tents in the wet, in the rain, it was blowing, uh, and we did it under the tent and it, it worked out really, really well. Check out the video, it's on the, it's on the website.
3: The other thing is, the, the other aspect, the second aspect is that we try to come up with food boxes. And, um, you know, in some of our, our students' cases, they don't have access to a, a, an oven so what we try to do is get uh, more food that could be at least microwavable, so that they can still share a meal with you know other yeah. people. Uh, we could we'll deliver it you know like the box of food to them. Um, I'm it just not, depends
2: on the situation. Right. Some in hotels, some DIYs. Mm-hmm. We have a couple of families that have a um, DIY um, just wood pallets with tarps living in the back and they have no way to heat it up. So we go buy their food, uh, what they're allowed to have and what they can cook. So that way it's not just a meal they're gonna use and it can't go, it goes bad. We get microwavables, we get something that they can, even if it's sandwich and bread, that's what they want, then that's what they want.
3: We also take food out to the uh, those who are homeless, too, because a lot of times they don't want to leave their things because if they leave, their things might not be there when they get back. So last year we had uh, some people doing driving to the uh, the homeless and, you know, and and distributing food. So, I mean, we're we're all in different three different areas of, of, you know, people coming right there and having the meal. Taking it out to them, or we have the boxes for um, our students.
1: Yeah, and I I know we have our own like mini version of Skid Row by like as where SBCC is. So, like I've like that's why I get my car tuned up. So. Like every time okay. I go, I just see those people outside and yes. heartbreaking. And it,
3: it's very controversial, too, because, um, you know, I know we started helping with uh, right after COVID because we thought we can't do anything, but at least we can provide them with a hot meal. And I know we s- received a lot of criticism, even criticism from my own family. Why are you going out there? You know, what if you get COVID? But we, we couldn't do anything. We, we could just provide them with a hot meal. And sometimes that humanizes the situation a little bit more just having a hot
1: meal so that's what we did well won't you tell us how we could help um like i'm really interested in the volunteering side so how like what measures are you taking so like people that do want to let's say, can't provide financial help maybe like they could provide some other time so um can you tell us how we could help
3: Okay, um, uh, Tony will go in that aspect just that we're, we're, we are going to um, take temperatures when at Boys and Girls Club uh, we are requiring everybody wear a mask um, we are requiring gloves, different things, we're taking all the precautions that we need to um, he'll go into how you can sign up on the sign up uh, genius because he's a genius at that mm-hmm. so um, I'll hand it handed over to you
2: so yeah everything again like I said it's on the website you can sign up, uh, you can either sign up at the Boys and Girls Club uh, or help out at Maya. If you're at Boys and Girls Club, they prep all the food and things like that. We're required to make sure there's COVID-19 protocols. We have the, uh, the, the, the leaflets on the website to make sure, but we will be providing PPE, meaning that so if your mask breaks or we find it wet or whatever, we're going to give you a mask. Um, if your gloves break, we're going to give you, go wash your hands, do the happy birthday for 20 seconds, and then we'll give you more gloves. We're going to keep everybody, anybody who's near food is going to be wearing a shield on top of their mask. Uh, we have sleeves. If you feel uncomfortable to cover that, weed. we have plastic aprons. We're going to nine yards. So uh, sign up, Genius, uh, B-I-T dot L-Y, the 411 Thanksgiving, the Harbor. All the information is there. Um, and like I said, you could, de- you could do for one hour or you could, what most of us does, they stay the whole day because we not only clean up, when we start, we tear down, we clean up again because we like to leave the facility they let us use, like Boys and Girls Club, better than where they got it. Uh, and then, of course, go home to our families. But this year, it will be shorter because of COVID. So um, it was. It's instead of being normally from one to four to one to five, it'll probably be ending between one to three because we're gonna prep everything. Everything is already gonna be in bags. Uh, we're just gonna have tables on each side. Everybody again with PPE will be protected, and all we do is either uh, provide to them with the gloves, or we have their car door open or trunk, and we just put it in there so they can leave. And so, um, as much as we want to be, um, you know, like I said, uh, you know, providing, but we also want to be healthy and safety as right. well for everybody, and, and now- make sure that if you're going to pro- and if you're going to volunteer, uh, unfortunately because of of COVID, you have to be there with your parent if you're underage. But if you're of age, then, you know, we make sure that make sure you wear your mask, make sure you're six feet distance. And then we provide the PP. But anybody like, say, middle school or whatever, your parent has to be right with you the whole time.
1: Mm, OK. And now for those that can't afford to help you guys financially, how can they donate or you know provide some of that funds?
2: If you want. OK, this is the best part. So. Uh, we believe in, um, you know, money that can jingle rather than the money that folds. So we do a thing called Quarters for Turkey. So if you donate through Venmo or PayPal, you can donate 25 cents. That's how little, but it makes a big difference at the end. And that goes to the turkeys and anything else that we might need. Uh, or if you're able to do a little bit more, you can still go through Venmo or PayPal, GoFundMe. Uh, we have an account with Give Lively, which is you can also text So if you text right now to uh let's talk turkey all one word uh l-e-t-s-t-a-l-k-t-u-r-k-e-y at 44321 you can text on your smartphone and you can donate whatever you want Uh, that way um, it all goes to the event and also to the ones who are needing something to be taken home plus for the students who are going to be on vacation we provide them a one week uh, food basket because they're going to be on vacation and we don't know if grab and go will be available for them that's been a tradition for the last four years
1: okay all right well um there you guys go go help um if you like i said if you guys can't afford to um give 25 cents and you could afford to give some of your time then you know like look to it you know we're all needy and 25 cents is nothing you know like we we spend more on that on like dumb things on starbucks <laughs> on water you know now like there's water in our faucet but we rather buy a water bottle which
2: yeah you know it's kind of funny because on our last event uh, i think it was our 10th 10th year of thanksgiving we don't know who did it but i always use that as a as a model of what somebody can give this person put in a white envelope dropped it off at maya because we were taking donations there and they gave two quarters a dime and a penny And that told us a lot that that was all they had and it doesn't make a difference because that's almost you know 61 cents that we didn't have and now that was able to either provide one roll, or it was even to even uh buy two bottles of water it doesn't matter how little you think it is it makes a big difference to somebody else
1: and so and especially like i know some of us aren't going to be able to spend it with our family so we might not have to host and you know that would probably take some like some financial. You know, like like you have to spend money on hosting, on like taking them out, and maybe you could use that money towards a family that Bye. isn't as you know fortunate as you. So uh, I think um we're gonna wrap it up. Or well, actually, you know what? Yeah. Um, I want to know um like why? Why did you guys start? You know um well actually you know yeah. no let's just wrap it up because it's already okay. an hour. So okay. I mean I wish I would have asked that earlier. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so um, let us know where the, your email address, your wh- however, they could contact you on um, your social media, all that stuff.
2: Yeah, so on our website, it's uh, um, BIT, it's a shortcut. So bit.ly, A Needy Wilmington. You can even Google that, um, A Needy Wilmington, and you'll see all our links from social media to our website. Or if you want to email for more information, it's A Needy Wilmington at gmail.com.
1: Okay um catherine i don't know i feel kind of rude kind of captain because i i did go to school and you're a teacher there and you know i have manners but um miss rodriguez so mm-hmm. how, uh, <laughs> i don't know if you have any i don't know if you have any like um plugs that you like that you want to provide for the listeners
3: oh just a shout out to um all my the wilmington members um Thank you for supporting our um, endeavors, our goals and um, shout out to all the students at Wilmington too. I know you're struggling and uh, we're, we're trying to be there for you as much as possible as well as all the teachers in, in Wilmington. you know we know we're going in there every day and um, you know th- just want to say thank you to Wilmington because without you we wouldn't be in existence And, uh, and thank you to people like you who are willing to promote our cause and learn more about us. So thank you. thank
1: you. No, I mean, you're welcome. Like that. This is the least I could do. Like, I mean, I'll, I could be crying myself to sleep. or talking to you guys. And I think this is a better, time, way, better way to spend my day. Um, very kind, thank you. Also, before we go, I want, I do want to give a shout out to Annalisa, Analisa Lopez. Um, that's actually how I found out about you guys. Um, I don't know how long we've been following each other but like i saw she posted something and i was like all right well I'm all, I'm all about promoting like Wilmington, and i i feel like this was a time to put like my my foot or like what is it i guess like yeah like show actual support not just be like paying lip service actually do something about it so um yeah i encourage you guys to donate and you know if you can't then provide i mean you're local and You have some time you know an hour two hours like they said it's a volunteer type of thing so you don't have to be there for the whole three hours but you know they just be there for 30 minutes at least to put the stuff in the car
2: yeah we have that i mean like i said everybody's busy we all have things to do but every little bit matters no matter how small it is whether it's volunteering or if you're donating it all matters at the end
1: i guess so make sure you guys go support and um i think that's it so i hope you guys are having a, a Good Thanksgiving. I don't know when you guys Thank are you. listening to me, but yeah, I hope you guys are having a good day. All right, well, you guys stay on the line. I'm just gonna end the show. All right, I'm Thank gonna end the recording. Heard. All right, guys, so have a good day. I'll talk to you guys in a bit. All right, guys, that was Catherine and Tony. Make sure you go Adam at a needy Wilmington. And if you see him on the street, make sure you say hello. Um, also make sure you go donate if you have 25 cents, that's enough. If you got 10 cents, that's enough. Right now we're just trying to get as much money as possible to be able to you know feed these people that are in need so if you find yourself being a little having a little extra you know if you got extra clothes if you got extra food toiletries you know anything a blanket that you know you bought and you don't like after all and you you're you're gonna throw it away why don't you donate all right donate to them look them up at a needy wilmington i'm sure they'll be able to use it All right, guess so also make sure you go um volunteer if you can't if you don't have the the funds um if you got extra time 30 minutes you know just help them bag the stuff and put them in the cars or pass them to the people They are taking precautionary um there are taking precautions um to be able to you know do this safely so if you have any questions comments or concerns make sure you go contact them but as it covered on this episode, um, they're letting you know how they're taking care of business. Alright, guys, so that's it for me. Make sure you go at me at Let Me Know Pod on Instagram and Facebook. Make sure you go leave me a five-star review on iTunes. Make sure you share this with your friends. The more people that this um, this episode's heard, the more chances that um, that they're gonna have to be able to raise those funds. So don't do it for me, don't do it for them, do it for those that are in need. Alright, guys, so do all that me on instagram and facebook at let me know pod make sure you go get yourself some merch at tspeing.com slash let me know pod and if you put the promo code let me know or podcast you will save 10 percent. i guess that's it for me make sure you take care of yourselves make sure you are being safe and if you are celebrating thanksgiving with loved ones take care of them and tell them how thankful you are oh and that a little reminder i am working on the thanksgiving episode coming out next week so i need your help so tell me what are you thankful for this year i know it's hard for everybody and there's a lot of things that we might not be thankful for but let's look at the positive side of life and say what you're thankful for so if you send it to me i'll read it on the show you can send me a voicemail you can send me a voicemail on instagram or you can just send me a voicemail through our Google account. Or like I said, you can always write me at LetMeKnowPod on Instagram and Facebook. Or you can send me an email at LetMeKnowPod at gmail.com. All right, that's it for me. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for donating. Thank you guys for volunteering. And thank you guys for being you. And as always, thank you guys for letting me be part of your day. All right, guys, next time I'll see ya. Bye. <laughs>
4: and I participate in my community I do my part I keep it clean I make this world a better place And I participate in my community I do my part, I keep it clean I make this world a better place for you and me I love my neighbor, I treat him good I show respect and dignity like I should I love my family